Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Still beyond. Yep. We're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> live from a remote location. Well, actually, we're not live. And it's not that remote. But we're so live now. Pre-recorded from a not-so-remote location. <laughs> Are you excited to be back? Yeah, are you? Yeah, it seems a while. Well, we had to miss a month, didn't we? We had to miss our Christmas special, mm. if you like. Why was that? Why COVID? It's poor, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, do you know, I was thinking before I was writing some things down about since the last pod. Right. And it seems an age away because when we, re- when we, did, we actually did the last pod, yeah, um, England cricket weren't very good and they were losing. This is going back to November. I mean, they're still not very good. Okay. Um, the World Club Challenge was in danger of not being played. It's not being played. Um, NRL players couldn't behave and were ending up in jail. Yeah, they still can't do that. Um, people were still struggling with COVID and... Um, and vaccinations, and, and Novak Djokovic was caught in quite a bit of controversy at the time for his stance on vaccinations. Yeah, and he did, and they didn't let him play. So, um, People said that Brexit wouldn't work and prices would go up. Well, that, that's true as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, uh, Manchester United were in decline and turmoil, and a manager was under fire. Oh, you're not talking about now? No. Oh, uh, right. This is the last I hate, pod. I hate to break it to you, but they're still in turmoil and the managers <laughs> lost the dressing room already, apparently. Okay. Um, well, I can't go on with this last one then. Um, at the time, the government were apologising and telling lots of lies. Uh, to be honest, they're, they're still doing that as well. <sighs> Operation Save Big Dog. <laughs> <laughs> The greatest prime minister this country has ever seen. <laughs> so I read. Not my words, and probably will never be my words. Who said that, Nadine Doris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's all getting very political, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, should we talk about rugby league? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm just, I'm, I'm struggling for all those things that have changed. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about rugby league. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. Um... An odd one tonight, isn't it? Because we've only got the preview, so there's no matches to speak of. No. Uh, but we've got some interesting little things. We've got some um, about who's who for this season because we're coming back. As I, as I just put on a tweet, bigger, better, bolder. Bolder. Well, bolder, yeah, that's, that's you. true. Yeah, that's true. I didn't have bolder because I put bolder because I couldn't think of another word beginning with B. Pulled. And now you've just done it. <laughs> uh. oh, there you go. We've got a, an ins and outs uh, looking at uh, club signings for the 2022 season. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the TV situation, which is credit where credit's due, it seems to have really flourished lately. Yeah, some positive news about TV and rugby league. Yeah. 
we've we've picked half a dozen what we'd call game changers within the signings, haven't we? Yeah. Um, not necessarily the star signings, but people we think might make an impact to that particular team. Yeah. Um, we're going to predict a final league table. And one of the one of the most exciting things I think for this season is we're having our own little prediction league, aren't we, with the people involved uh, in uh, making this pod what it is? Yeah, which uh, should be really good. And um, we're going to speak to Bry from Six again in, at the end of the show, aren't we? To uh, he's he's kindly offered to run the league for us, hasn't he? He has. Uh, so we're going to let Bry uh, run riot with that a little bit at the end of the show, aren't we, and explain it? Yeah. So, excellent. Um, some really important shout-outs at the minute because we've got some, well, we, as you know, we've had people that have been the voices of teams and things like that over the last year. Uh, and we've managed to grow that so that we've now got a voice from um, every Super League team, well, every English Super League team. We've struggled a little bit with Catalan and Toulouse, haven't we? But Yeah, so if anybody's listening and they want to be the voice of Catalan or Toulouse, then please get in touch. Yeah, absolutely, because that's all we're missing. Um, so we've got... Uh, these, are just, these are just Twitter handles, um, because some people want to remain anonymous, um, which is fine. Uh, but they'll, they'll be the voices for their, for their teams. Uh, for Saints, we have Saint Biffy. Yep. Well known to other pod listeners on the pro am etc. Uh, Warrington, we've got at uh, at Loose Wire, who has a, a, an excellent blog spot about Warrington. Uh, Wigan, we welcome back uh, Johnny Ashy from last year, uh, and also uh, Ben at Wurwurlucker. <laughs> What's that one? At Wurwurlucker. That's what it says here. <laughs> Um, Nicola from Hull, who we mentioned on the uh, uh, pod quite a few times last year. Uh, Nicola Jane Laws um, at Hull KR at S Craig 14. Um, Huddersfield, uh, we welcome uh, Nathaniel Wood. Have I got that right? Is it? Is it, it is. Because that was a late one, that. Uh, so I've just. Yes, it is. I, I had green in my mind for some reason, but it, no, it's at Nathaniel Wood. Uh, it's great to have him on board. Um, then we've got uh, Cass, we've got Alison, and we've got us at Cass Tiger Stats, who we're going to involve in some of the stats stuff as well, a couple of stats specials. Uh, Wakefield, excellent podcast down at Bellevue. Uh, Leeds, we've got, we welcome back Jordan from last year, Jordan Hoodart, and also at Lot17A. Uh, who is an excellent Leeds podcast and blogger and all sorts of things, expert on Leeds Rhinos. Mm. Uh, Salford, uh, we've got Louise um, at, uh, at Mrs. Louise WS. And there's a couple more. We've, all, we've also got Gray back uh, on some of the more serious issues. And we've got Bobby back on the stats. Uh, and it just promises to be an excellent season. And if I've missed anybody out... Um, well, apologies. And also, we've got Bry, obviously. I can't miss Bry out. No. And we're hoping that we've already lined up some uh, some really special guests uh, over the season. Uh, more to come on that. 
Yeah, but we've already uh, we've already got that, haven't we? We have. So it promises to be an excellent season, and promises to be an excellent season on the pitch. I think as well. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, we know we're going to delve into some of the ins and outs shortly, um, but I just think some of the signings that have been made excellent. Um, and when trying to do this um, table prediction, you know, from one to twelve, who's going to finish where? It was it was um, quite difficult, really. Once you sat down to try and do it, yeah, I think. There's a couple of standout teams, and there's a couple of really good teams, and then I think there's a there's a few teams that then are capable of that we're not quite sure how they're going to gel. No, I yet. I think anything really from third to eighth, maybe even ninth, could sort of finish anywhere around. You know, there's a, the, there's the a lot of teams. way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of teams that could finish in any one of them positions. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I think it promises to be a really interesting season. And I, I think, hopefully, I think one of the more open seasons for many a year. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, when you throw that together with all the new TV deals and stuff as well, it, it looks really exciting, which is, well, exciting. but <laughs> And obviously not forgetting... Um, the cream on top of the World Cup at the end of the season. Yeah, so the the World Cup just just could really cap off a, a fantastic year for English rugby league. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So lots to look forward to. I think, and I always think as well for any fan of any team, this is the this is one of the best times of the year because you're so full of hope. You think you know that your team's going to be. Uh, you know, having a chance of in the playoffs or winning the grand final or winning the Challenge Cup or whatever, and yeah, you know, I think is you know at this time of year you've everything to play for. Absolutely, but then this time next week you're going, yeah, we need to stay up. Yeah, eighty minutes later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eighty minutes later. Oh no, we're in a battle with to lose. Yeah, or oh, whoever you've got to finish bottom. But we'll find that out in a bit. It's to lose. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right, should we look at some of the ins and outs then? Yeah. All right then. So we'll take um, we'll take alphabetical order. I think that'll be the easiest. Yeah, I think that's probably the easiest way. Mainly in the fact that that's the way that you've printed them out. Yep. So I think that's the way we'll do it. Just an organised person. Well done. Yeah. I'm proud of you for that. That's good. Yep. Right. Do you want to start with Cass? Yes. Cass have made some. Uh... Really good signings, uh, bringing in obviously the the, the two whole lads, the two whole wingers in in Breta Farimo and Mahe Fanua, George Lawler coming in from Hull KR. Who um, I know that a lot of Rovers fans didn't want to lose him. Jake Mamo's a massive signing, um, coming off the the back of an incredible twenty twenty one for him personally, mm. um, and uh, Kenny Edwards and. Joe Westerman, I think, just about um, see off the, the the big signings for for Cass. Joe Westerman's a, a good signing. He's a good player. Yeah. And I think he'll just sort of solidify that pack. I agree. Totally agree with that. I think... Um, and also, I think one of the, the most important signings has been the coach. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, losing uh, Daryl Powell uh, to Warrington um, was not an easy thing because, you know, he was part of the furniture, really, wasn't he, down at at, um, Weldon Road. So, but I think Lee Radford will will do a really, really good job there and I think it's probably time that, you know, they had a a bit of a shake-up and um, I think he's got a really good chance of doing that with them. How much do you think... That Cass will miss Michael Shenton, who's retired on and off the pitch. Oh yeah, massively. Um, you know he's a he's a club legend. He was club captain. Um, spent pretty much all his career there, bar two years at St. Helens, um, and just loved the club, didn't he? Yeah. So, whenever you lose anybody like that, that's that's gonna, you know, sting and and possibly take a while to get over um but if 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 Jake Mamo is taking that position it's not a bad replacement really after the last year or two he's had no oh that's that's right um Catalans have made some well big signings as they as they always do yeah they always they, you're right they always do the you know i mean Mitchell Pearce isn't a bad replacement for James Maloney, is he? Who was incredible for Catalan. You, you could argue that's that's pretty much like for like. Yeah. Um, and then I think Dylan Napper will be an excellent signing. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone May. Well, he's had his problems, hasn't he? Yeah, he's had quite a lot, hasn't he? So if he can keep his nose clean, um, actually, I don't think that was one of his problems, but. Um, <laughs> If he can, then you know he no, could turn it. I think it was. I think it was one of his problems, wasn't it? I actually, he's I think, had that many. I yeah, actually don't probably, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But you know, if he can, uh, yeah, <laughs> physically and metaphorically, it reminds, me, keep it, his it reminds clean. me of something of like the Wolf of Wall Street or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so if he can, then you know he could turn out to be a really uh, useful player for them. Because I think he can slot into uh, numerous positions. Yeah. What I always fear with sometimes with Catalans is that the influence that some of the signings have in terms of... So James Maloney, for example, great professional. Yeah. A winner. Completely dedicated. Brilliant. And then you look at some of the others that they've had in the past um, that have had sort of bad boy reputations... They had Greg Bird, didn't they, for a while, who, who really couldn't wait to get back to the NRL after a year, could he? No. Uh, I suspect that might be the same with um, Tyrone May, for example. I I um, think that's probably right. I think he's only coming over here as a way back in, yeah. to, in well, to get back into the NRL. Uh, Mitchell Pearce has had controversy in the past, but I actually think with him, I think a lot of it was bring quite in harsh. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, but I think I think a lot of it was quite harsh, and I don't know. I think there's been some overreactions to him, but I don't think he's like um, got issues as such. Um, and I think he could probably do a good job. And, and even Dylan Knapp has had issues, and a big pappy has had has had a few problems. We've, had, we've we've said this before, haven't we? That um, the lifestyle that it attracts for certain players who like the the lifestyle and the cheese and wine and we've said it before haven't we but yeah you know um and i think that's always p- 
part of it of how much the influence is on the rest of the squad and the younger players, for example. Mm. I mean, I think Mitchell Pearce will go well. I think he is, you know, just wants to win and wants to play. Uh, if if Dylan Napper can find form similar of, uh, when he was at the Roosters, say, mm. um, he'll be incredible. And, and Tyro May, I don't really know what to think of that at the minute. Mm. I always think sometimes with, and it's not it's not the case in every in every player, and I, and I don't mean to that to be disrespectful to, to players at all. Um, the way that they approach coming here, mm. um, do they look at this as a? I'll I'll just rip this up because it's just the UK Super League. Yeah, I think a lot of them do, or do they respect the competition? And actually, they find it a lot harder. When they're here, then they do. I think sometimes you get injured players like that that come over and say, oh, I'll be at, I'll, be at, I'll mm. uh, do it over there. And then all of a sudden they find. I think um, Joel Thompson was one of those at St. Helens last yeah. year. Yeah, he, he. I think he come out and, well, he's had to retire. He had a two year contract, didn't he? But only did uh, 12 months and, and basically said, um, yeah, my body wasn't really up to the NRL. So I thought I'd go all right here, but my body's not holding up. So mm. pretty much said, I thought it'd be a lot easier. Yeah. I hate that. No, I do. I, I can't stand that. The disrespect is is insulting. Um, yeah. But there's a. I think if you're gonna, there's a way of doing that. Like for these players that that come over that just want to use it as a way to get back to the NRL. There's a way about going it. You know, you look at Jackson Hastings, and he stayed over. Uh, what was it? Three years. Mm. Uh, but really threw himself into the the culture of the clubs that he was at and just the culture yeah. of English Rugby League and was really knowledgeable and spoke well of it. And that's what you want to see. And, that's... and I think to a fan in the UK, I think every Rugby League fan here would love to see him go well at the West Tigers this year. Yeah, I, think, I don't think there's a single person that dislikes him because no. of the way that he um, you know, behaved himself and really threw himself into the culture over here. He ingratiated himself on the league. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, anyway, next club's been quite busy. Huddersfield. Yeah, I think Huddersfield. What's uh, really interesting, I think, for Huddersfield is the new halfback par- the partnership. Yeah. Uh, of which will be Farge and Lola here. Yeah, and you uh, would imagine that Will Price will slot in at fullback. Yes, uh, that replaces um, uh, Gaskell and Caesar. Yeah. So, he didn't play a lot of games together last year, did they? I think Price played a lot in the halves, but I think he said he wants to, you know, be a fullback. And, and they suffered for that as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did suffer for that. But looking, you know, looking at the signings that they've made here, Farge, Chris Hill, uh, they've brought back. I wonder how much Chris Hill's got left in him. I, I, I wonder that as well. Um, if you can give him a really good twelve months now. Um, I think they'll they'll go quite well. Um, I just like you say, I just worry what he's got left in the tank. Um, and obviously they brought back uh, Sebastian Ikihifo. Um I was going to let you say that. Yeah, I thought you might struggle with that one. Yeah. Um, who has been to and froing really, hasn't he? Yeah. Over the last couple of years. Um, and Daniel Levi from the Broncos, Broncos who is the yeah. hooker, the hooker, uh, Daniel Levi. We who... seem to bring quite a lot of, shall I say, unknown hookers or mm. um, lower 
grade hooker. I don't know what the quite the term is, but from the NRL, we seem to bring almost like fringe players. Yeah, yeah. We seem to bring quite a lot. I mean, of I don't know from there, don't we? I don't know a lot about this guy, um, so I can't tell you if he's going to be good or not. No, nice jeans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apart from that, don't really know much. No. Okay. Um, I think I, I think everything goes around the the halfbacks of Huddersfield. Yeah. And uh, how well the two new uh, the two new halves gel? Yeah. Um. Now, I worry about this team more than any other. <laughs> Hull FC. Mm. I, we were quite critical of them last year. Um, after they won the derby, they, I don't think they won another game, did they? That was like their grand final. That wasn't it? Yeah. He's just stopped playing after that, and news coming out. I think Jake Connor broke his hand in a preseason friendly, so he's going to be out for a while. He's going to miss the start of the season. Um, a, there's a lot of pressure on Luke Gale at Hull. There's a lot of pressure on uh, Brett Hodgson as well. I think. Mm. Um, but in terms of performing on the pitch, Luke Gale's been given captaincy, and <sighs> but he, he's had his injury problems over the last couple yeah, of years. And if he can stay fit, you know, he was Man of Steel not long ago. Mm. Um, but when you look at the ins and outs, there, Kane Evans, I'm not quite sure how he's going to go. He's another one that's had issues, and he's forever getting sent off for punching people. Yeah, but I've never seen him land a punch. It's like, it's like that wrestler that was called Kane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's as big as him. Yeah. They didn't land a punch either, though. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I just think... It, I, I think um, Reynolds needs to be better as well this year. I don't think he hit the heights a lot of fans were expecting him to. He peaked after the first game, didn't he, really? Yeah, so he needs to be better and he needs to work well with Luke Gale. So again, the the halfbacks and, need to get going And yet quickly. you'd think he would have been able to work with Sneed, wouldn't you? Because mm. he was an organisation, you know, organisational halfback and good kicker and you yeah. think that, would, that might just have freed Reynolds up a little bit to, you know, to have a little bit more freedom. Mm. But um, I, I think they needed a... More change than they've than they've shown. Yeah, I I, th- I actually thought they had made more changes, and then when I printed this off, I thought, ooh, there's not a lot happening here. No, uh, I do worry for Brett Hodgson there because mm-hmm. I think he will be judged on this season being his team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and then, but they've got the players, and they, you know it's. <laughs> Like you say, you never know what Hull's going to turn up no. lately. So, no. And then across the city, yeah. Um, obviously, the the big signing, uh, which is massive for them, is Lachlan Coote from St. Helens. Yeah, I think what I wonder is, and I look at the players that they've lost. Um, yeah, I suppose you could argue that Coote's an upgrade on Quinlan. Mm-hmm. Who's retired, but then you look at Minikin, uh, Lawler going, um, you know, important people in the pack. Um, I, I think they had a really good season last year, Hulk. I'm not convinced that they'll do that again. 
looking at the way that other teams have improved. No, I agree. I'm I'm not convinced they'll they'll back that up. I worry, sort of similar to what you said with Chris Hill. I worry about what Lachlan Coote's got mm. left in because him. If you look at Lachlan Coote over the last three years, he's been in a champion side. Yeah. So therefore, he's had better players around him and allowed him to 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 dictate play a little bit more. Mm. Then you wonder whether you'll get the chance to do that from Hulk or whether he might start to look a little bit slower. Yeah, no, I I think that's because he's not the quickest anyway, and the, you know the way that the it works now with the full, but your fullbacks usually your quickest player now. Mm. And I'm not saying that the he has to be because you know he's done it for the last three years at Saints, um, but he's 31 now as well. So I don't know. Um, I think he'll go well, and he he'll he'll definitely improve him. Um, I just worry how long. He'll be able to do that for. What's his contract at OKR? Do you know what length of contract that he signed? Was, um, it, was it three years? Not sure if or it was two. three. It might have been two. Because wasn't there a rumour that Saints had only offered him a one two year, year deal? Yeah, and I think that's why he went. He, he wanted um, a bit more, a bit more uh, stability. Yeah, um, a bit more long term uh, security, not stability. Yeah, sorry, security. Yeah, yeah of the two year deal, and yeah, so he'll he'll definitely go well. I just wonder whether he'll be the same Lachlan Coote that we've seen for the last three years at Saints. Mm. Yeah. Um, big changes at Leeds. Massive changes at Leeds, yeah. Again, um, another new halfback combination. Yeah. Austin and Caesar. Um, yeah. I think, again, around Caesar depends whether or not they can keep him fit because he's, again... Uh, suffered a few injuries in his uh, time at Huddersfield, didn't he? Yeah, I, I I sort of worry with Aiden Caesar with what we were saying previously about him wanting to go back to the NRL because there's been rumours, um, especially this year, with all the, the, the halfbacks on the move in Australia that, you know, one or two, we're going to bring him, try and bring him back. So yeah. I worry where his head is and does he feel like I should be back at home now? Oh, I, d- I don't know. It's, it's impossible to say, really, isn't it? But um, if they can keep him fit and get him firing, he's the probably the best number seven in the league. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, the most inventive, I think. That's for sure. Yeah, and you know, if if he gives Austin the freedom to do what he does best and sort of take the line on, throw dummies and run about, then. You know, they could bring the best out of each other, really. Mm. Leeds fans, uh, fair to say, buzzing, I think, about the signing of James Bentley from St Helens. Yeah, I think he'll bring that little bit of grit to the back row. Do you mean aggression? Yeah. Spark? Yeah. That they've not really had, have they, over the last Yellow couple cards. of years? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think he'll, similar to, to Westerman, is sort of bring that... that Especially he, the second. He's still only really role. young. Oh yeah, but the way he is, he's just a workhorse, isn't he? So yeah, what I, I meant that in a, in a complimentary way, in that he's got so much time to improve. Yeah, and I, I'm sure he will be. You know, only left St. Ellen's because he grew up supporting yeah. Leeds, yeah. so he wants to be there and, and want to make himself um, he, a club legend. He'll be an England regular when you can see him being an England regular for oh, years yeah. to come, can't you? So, Absolutely. Good sign. And then the uh, the winger from the New Zealand Warriors, yeah, uh, Fuzi Tua. 
got um, a few people raving about him and how big he is for for a winger. So well, he, he put um, a massive hit on somebody in last week in one of the friendlies. Yeah, because there was there was fuss about it because the laddie it was eighteen. <laughs> Playing rugby league. I, I don't suppose he thought about that before he hit him, did he? No, you're playing rugby league. You just play. You don't go into a tackle going, oh, I wonder how old he is. Well, Boris Johnson didn't do it when he played rugby. Do you remember? Oh, when he smacked that little Japanese kid. Yeah, took yeah. him out and then scored a try because he, the, he took that little Japanese kid out over the line, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah. then was like, sorry. I was like, not really. Yeah. It's rugby league, mate. He won't play he rugby, play rugby league. league, though. I don't want him to play rugby league. I don't think he's ever heard of it. No, he has when it was an election. Oh, yeah. Because he wanted to get the vote of Rugby League man, do you remember? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Idiot. Yeah, right. Anyway, (laughs) moving swiftly on. uh, Salford have been busy. Really interesting, Salford. Mm. Um, There's a couple of um, really, really interesting signings. Obviously, Brodie Croft from the Broncos. Yeah. Um, I think Ryan Briley is a a shrewd signing. Yeah. and really interesting, I think, is how much uh, Tim LaFay has got left in him. Yeah. Um, obviously not at a club for the last 12 months or so, has he? So be interesting to see how he comes in. And, and obviously they brought Mark Sneed back. Um, and uh, King Vuni Yayawa. Yayawa. Do you know you sounded like that? You know that African guy on the, on YouTube that reads them football results? <laughs> she feels native. That's him, yeah. yeah. That's, how you, that's how you sound. <laughs> it's impossible to say that name. Maybe we should give it him to do. So they've made a couple of you know signings in the, the the pack as well, and yeah, you know if if these, I mean, it's a lot of signings to bring in at once. So if they can gel together and understand each other quickly, they'll. I think they'll go okay, Salford. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Saints, interesting one, I think, because um, when you look at the names that have left, they've been mainstays of the three times championed. Yeah. Um, Bentley, Coote, Farge, Nagama. Yeah. Thompson. Yeah. And it remains to be seen... On paper, you're saying, yeah, one for one, they, they look good replacements, but it's all about how they gel mm. to replace that that dynamic that they had. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think um, the signings they've made are good. Uh, Joey Lussick is is um, a big one for me. He'll give James Roby a breather so he can keep going. We all know how good he is. And Joey Lustig and his time at Salford was excellent. Uh, Kurt Sirenen could be massive if he can stay fit. Um, he, he could be one of the best second rowers in the comp. Uh, Conrad Orwell's a strange one. Mm. Be but, interested to see what um, uh, what Christian Wolf can get out of him. Yeah, I think you know with the Tonga connection, yeah. whether or not he might be able to get a bit more out of him. He, 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 pro- he, he might have an excellent season this year if he gets enough game time. With like you say, Tonga connection, World Cup at the end of the year, um, and he'll definitely be starting the season because Regan Grace is out. Yeah, I think it was a rib problem. I can't remember, but um, you would imagine that Will Hopawate would shift out to the wing, and Horrell would slot in at centre. Well. 
Will, Will. Will, Will, Hopoati play on a Sunday? I've no idea. I genuinely don't know because he's a Mormon, isn't he? He took a break, didn't he? He took a two-year sabbatical, didn't he? And yeah. wouldn't play on a Sunday because of religious really, uh, mm. reasons. Yeah, because he is a, he's a Mormon, yeah. So I wonder if he'll play on a Sunday, whether that's... Is that part of the reason that... for bringing Conrad Orrell in? I, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, that's not been mentioned, but that's what happened when he played for... I remember he played for him first of all, was it? The Bulldogs. The Bulldogs, wasn't it? Yeah. He's, he's played for a couple of teams. Yeah, he, but... but he didn't play Sundays. No. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think um, on paper they still look um, really strong, if not the strongest. Um, I, I do think, and I've thought it for a bit, they're, they're a prop light, but... It seems to be working with having one or two second rowers who yeah. are a bit more versatile, like your LMS. and He seems to step up to prop quite a lot these days. Yeah, so I, it seems to be working for them that they have this more sort of utility forward mm. bench thing going on. Yeah. Um, to lose? Um. You, I mean, looking at who they've brought in, and I worried for him anyway. I don't think it's enough. There was a there was a thing last year, wasn't there, where uh, Lee were in Super League last year mm. and looked most of the season as though Toulouse that were in the Championship were stronger than Lee at the bottom of the Super League, mm-hmm. and I worry that that's going to be the same again. Looking at the championship game last night, for example, between Featherstone and Lee, yeah, that Featherstone looked stronger than Toulouse. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? Um, I mean, I hope they do go well. I just I'm not confident with them at all. No, I'm not, and they've got the also the um, the problem of. Um, the travel and things like that, haven't they, in France at the moment with COVID and stuff? So yeah. it's not going to be an easy time for them, I wouldn't have thought. No, not at all. Uh, Wakefield had a tremendous finish to the season last year, didn't they? Which which prompted them to give the reins full time uh, to Willie Poaching. Yeah, yeah, fully deserved as well. Um, and I think they need to carry on that form because if they don't, I think they're in trouble. Yeah. Unfortunately, I just don't think Lee Gaskell um how I I mean I'm not he's not exactly a world beater is he? But he's probably the biggest signing they've made exactly, there exactly along, along with probably Tom Lynham. That's why I kind of worry. Mason Lino's excellent if he stays fit and works well with Gaskell. Um done really well him, hasn't he? Yeah, him? really well. Really well, really good signing last year, so I think they'll be hoping that Lee Gaskell's are the, the same kin, if you like. Um, and like I say, Tom Lyman is probably the other biggest one. Um, but how much of an impact do you actually have as a winger? Mm. Um, when you t- you know, if your team's sort not not necessarily looking down the barrel of relegation, but that's they're they're, they're going to be around. The, the bottom half of the table, I think, aren't they? So, so how yeah. much impact as a winger can you actually have? Yeah. So, And what about Daryl Powell's Warrington Wolves? Is it their year? 
No. No. Still look really good and there's a lot of hype and maybe Daryl Powell can get them over the line. I'm just not that convinced. A couple of good signings. A couple of good signings. Matautier and Holmes, really good. Uh, Joe, Joe Bullock could be a decent signing um, from Wigan. You know, if he can take his game to the next level, he, he could be um, a, a really key signing for them. Yeah. Um, I do think that when you look at the, the squad list and who they've got in the pack, I do think they look a bit light in the, the pack. Mm. With having lost Chris Hill. Hill. Yeah. Um, Robbie Mulhern didn't do too much for them last year, even though he was excellent at LKR, so he'll be hoping to, to step up, I think, as well. Well, Hill had carried the pack for a number of years as well. Yeah. It? The only one that they've really got in the pack who's really established, I think, is Mike Cooper. Um, and again, he's sort of coming to the back end of his career now as well, isn't he? So, yeah. um, if they're relying too much on Mike Cooper, there's not. I don't think it looks that good in the pack. But Oliver Holmes is is an excellent second rower. He fit in that back row anywhere. Peter Matautier as well out wide. He's not a bad replacement for uh, probably Jake Mamo, is it? No, so. no, that's right. No. And Greg Minikin for um, yeah. Tom Lynham is probably... Uh, like for like, yeah? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, slight upgrade. Yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. slight. I don't um, know much about Billy Magoulis. No, I don't Magoulias or whatever no. he's called. No, Magoulis, whatever. Magoulis. <laughs> I don't, how do you say that? I don't think it's Magoulis. Mag- Magoulis. I don't think it's Magoulis. Well, it is now. <laughs> Billy Magoulis. <laughs> Oh, I want him to play every week now. I want the commentators to call him Magoolies. Billy, we'll be doing it on here, don't worry about that. Billy Magoolies. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, put me off now. Finally, um, the Wigan Warriors. Yeah, looked looked quite good, didn't he? Um, in Steph Ratchard's um, testimonial game against Warrington, um, by all accounts, they looked quite good. I don't know... Too much about Cade Ellis and Patrick Margot, but they, they were raving about Patrick Margot. Uh, Ian Thornley is uh, just a complete shock signing to me. I can't believe they've let, not necessarily let Gildart go, but then to have just replaced him with Ian Thornley yeah. doesn't, it's not exactly an upgrade, that is it? No. And then everyone's tipping Cade Cust to be Man of Steel. The amount of pressure that they've put on Cade Cust is unbelievable. Maybe, I, I maybe, don't, is yeah. he that good? Well, maybe it says more about the other signings and where they are at the moment. Maybe. Because when you look at the, the, the outs, yeah, the Bullock, Club, Gildart, Jackson, Hastings, Manfredi, uh, Mitch Clark, Hankinson. So, you know, you look at those, there's been established players yeah. with the Warriors for a number of years and... Mm-hmm. A big, big change, and whereas some clubs have have, let, uh, have seen experienced players go, um, you look at the replacements and you think, you know, particularly like Castleford, for example, yeah. and you think, oh, well, that's not bad. You look at Wigan's replacements and think, I'm thinking, I'm not quite sure. I, I, I see it. Mm, no, I'm the same. I, I don't quite see it. I mean, Ellis and Margot might be amazing and go amazing which, you know, good for them. Um, 
But K, I mean, K, of course. I mean, for him to come in and, and be favourite for Man of Steel, I didn't think he was that good of a player. Maybe I've just not seen enough of him. But he will not, do this year. Well, yeah, but you know, it's it's not like the NRL were raving about him or anything. Or not that I heard anyway. But I suppose when you you look at the signings that they've made, and then you say, well, um. Jai uh, Field will be like a new signing. Bevan French is coming back. You missed most of last year as well. Yeah. Um, John Bateman will be hoping to have a better year than he did last year. So I must admit I'm half surprised that Bevan French has actually come back. I'm really surprised by that. I was surprised he come back the, the first time, but to come back the second time, um, yeah. yeah, really surprised. So... And that I think that just about does us for our ins and outs, doesn't it? It certainly does. But all promises to be really, just really interesting to see all these. I think this is the the, the best sort of trans. Should we call it a transfer window? Yeah, that I've seen for quite a while. The most interesting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, right, it's time for this. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Uh, there's nothing happening and there's nothing to report. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Uh, right. Thanks for the NRL report. It was insightful, I know. Uh, Talk to me about TV deals because there's been a lot going on with TV deals, hasn't yeah, there? Yeah, do you know what? We've been really critical. <laughs> Sorry, I just like that with the NRL. <laughs> um, we've been really critical, haven't we, of the RFL, Super League, etc. Um, but do you know what? There's going to be in in Challenge Cup Super League on free to air telly the best part of twenty games. Yeah, over the over the season. Yeah, that's brilliant. Especially, I think leading up to the World Cup, yeah, right, which is also going to be on BBC, I think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So credit where credit's due. That that's brilliant. Um, I think it'd be nice if we got the highlights package sorted out. Yeah, I was speaking to Gray about this today before we came on air, and we were saying about you know we've got the uh, the highlights of the the. Um, Super League now at like Monday night at twenty five to twelve. Mm. Surely we can do better than that. And the highlights are crap. Yeah, and you would have thought though, wouldn't you, that if Channel Four had been involved, and then you've also got the new TV deal with the Championship, which the coverage is excellent from what I've seen so far. Mm. Last night's uh, Featherton and Lee game, the coverage was really good. Mm. You'd think that BBC might think actually we might need to uh, perhaps up our game a little bit here for rugby league. I hope they do. Um, in terms of you know, in terms of highlights and things, but you know, even the we've spoke about in the past, like the the actual Super League highlights that are on YouTube and stuff, the rubbish. Yeah, there's no commentary with half of them. No, we've said that before, haven't we? No, and yet all they've got to do is go to the the local radio stuff because there's always somebody commentating on the game. Well, that's what happened on that. I don't know what it's called, but the football league stuff when you have it used to be on during lockdown. And they have like the um, I follow, I think it's called, or something like that. 
And the, the commentary on it is usually local radio. Yeah, that's all it needs d- to be. Dubbed over. Yeah. That's all it needs to be. Yeah, something like that. And BBC um, own half of them radios anyway, yeah, probably. That's right. Yeah, well, it's all, isn't it? It's all BBC local radio. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it wouldn't be hard to do. No, and I totally agree. And I think that's that's an easy way of doing it. Yeah. Absolutely easy way of doing it. Uh, good news again for Channel 4. There's going to be two of the playoff games on live, on, on free-to-air television. Yeah, that's well. excellent. That'll that'll be a good one. I think it's probably. I mean, and Gray said to me today that it's probably better than than he was calling for when he was talking about the lobbying stuff and getting stuff right about the TV deals. It, it's probably it's probably exceeded his expectations of what he called for last year. Mm. So you know he and he, you know he was believing that probably more than we've ever had in any era. Yeah, and hopefully, what do you know? I was thinking as well that hopefully it might give. Teams, uh, sorry, give Sky um, a little bit of a kick up the ass. I in, mean, I hope what it I does. would call lazy, yeah, lazy broadcasting because they've had it all their own way for you know for twenty odd years. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, hopefully, it makes them uh, shake things up a little bit, and they've sort of done that with adding uh, John Wilkin and Jamie Jones Buchanan to the. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, you might have added them, but you're getting rid of anybody, or is it just like two more to the already too many commentators that we've got? Yeah. Um, do we think this podcast should start a campaign to bring back the margin meter? No. Okay. Next question. (laughs) Should this podcast start a campaign to keep Phil Clark? No. Okay. Um, I've not no more questions, Your Honour. (laughs) Are we, um, so the margin meter is consigned to the bin. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Because I was watching the tennis, the Australian Open tennis, and they had uh, a margin meter, but it was called a win predictor. Yeah. You see it? Yeah. Because Daniel Medvedev in the final had a 96% chance on the win predictor after he was two sets up against uh, Rafa. Yeah. And we all know that ended. 4%. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really, I, I think there's been some really positive news in regard uh, TV and uh, especially you know terrestrial TV. So I think it would have been even better as well if we'd have had five teams in the playoffs at the end of the season. I, I agree, it would have made it really interesting. Um, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of the playoffs anyway. Uh, to be honest, I, I'd get rid of them. We spoke about that on some of the specials with Gray, but um, we are. But if if we're going to have playoffs, it needs to be five. Um, and also, as well, with the Channel 4, they've just announced um, Adam Hill, haven't they, as the presenter? Yep. Which yeah, I think is, is excellent. I think he you know, he does a good job on the, his TV shows that he has, like uh, The Last Leg and, and whatnot. He's always and, promoting rugby league, isn't he? Yeah, we'd like to say he plays for, for Warrington, the PDRL. So, yeah. a really good appointment there, I think. I think so, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I think he would have had five in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think then, you could, as we said before, two probably really good teams... Two very good teams, and the rest then battling it out for that maybe in fourth. We could have had five or six teams battling for that fourth and fifth playoff spot. Yeah, I agree. You know, we too often, you know, we're in this game where we are we reward mediocrity. Yeah, and whoever finishes sixth is probably going to perhaps lose more games than they win. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I'll tell you what. Then while we're on tables and stuff, why don't mm. you give me your table prediction? Okay, so go in reverse order then. Yeah, because I just like to change things up. I know, do rebel it. I am. Do it. Have you not got some sort of like? Not you. Not we've not got a suitable jingle for like the suspense of it. No, 
Uh, I've got this one for when you finish saying yours. Go on. Okay. Just because you're a bit of a joke. Because a joke? Yeah. Charming. Right. <laughs> well, in 12th place, I've got Toulouse. Yeah. Okay. 11th, I've got Wakefield. Mm-hmm. And in 10th, I've got Salford. Yeah. In 9th, I've got Hull. Hull? Yeah. Ooh. I think... I just worry for Hull. Yeah. Just, um, they need to be better. Yeah. And you know what? I want them to be better. Mm-hmm. They're a team that I want to see do well. Well, we've said it on here that Super League is better when it has a stronghold side. Yeah. And so. if it had two stronghold sides. Yeah, even better. Superb. Yeah. Um, at eighth, I've got Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. I could have swapped those two round, but... Like I say, I think from, from here up to third, I think any one of these teams could fit in any one of these positions. Someone could surprise us, someone could just disappoint us. Mm. Yeah. Hull. Hull, <laughs> yeah. Um, seventh, I've got Hull KR, missing out on the playoffs. Okay. Uh, because I've given the sixth slot to Castleford. Yep. Uh, fifth, I've given Wigan. Mm-hmm. In fourth, I've got Warrington. Right. Um, probably somewhat controversially in third, I've got Catalan. Ooh. Because I think that Leeds will have a big season and will finish second. Just like I predicted Huddersfield last year to finish second. Right. Leeds are my lock of the season. So Leeds are not making the playoffs. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jordan. <laughs> Lot 17A, sorry. <laughs> and uh, and I've got Saints top of the pile. Okay. And I've got Saints um, beating... Catalan in a repeat of the grand final from last year. Fair enough. What about Challenge Cup winners? Warrington. Right. Fair enough. To be honest, my table is quite similar. My, the, there's a lot of these teams. Uh, when you started going up, I thought, oh, where's my jingle? Exactly the same. Well, I'm not going to do it because mine's very similar. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 12th, Toulouse. 11th, Wakefield. 10th, Salford. 9th, Huddersfield. Mm. Uh, 8th, Hull. 7th, Hull KR. 6th, Castleford. 5th, Wigan. 4th, Leeds. 3rd, Warrington. 2nd, Saints. And Catalan to win league leaders. But I also think that it'll be a repeat of uh, last year's grand final um, with the same winners. I think Saints will do four in a row. So... Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Which should be unprecedented. Mm. Yeah, I um I agree. I I mean there's only a there's only a couple of changes. And from what I've seen people predicting, there's not too much difference really. No. And I think Leeds will win the challenge cup. Okay. Or Cass. I'm gonna say Leeds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, no, good. Some good shouts. Yeah. Um, what about your game changers? Well, to be honest, um, a lot of mine are halfbacks, or the one, a lot of that I wrote down are halfbacks. So, okay. Uh, what I'm going to do is not pick them. Uh, so, uh, I think the first one is. James Bentley for Leeds because I think he'll add that aggression and, and solidify that, that back row at Leeds. Um, Boyard 
club as well. Yeah. I, I think he'll have a big season. And yeah, I, I do. I, I think well, he'll yeah. be uh, really good uh, for Leeds. I think he just needs to channel his aggression a bit better because when he came back from injury, he had a really horrific leg injury, didn't he, last year? Yeah. And then when he came back, he was like some sort of... Madman. Yeah? Yeah. It was like he had roid rage or something, wasn't it? That's exactly what it looked like, yeah. I'm not saying he was. Fine. No, I'm not <laughs> yeah, just saying. But that's the that's how you would describe it. Yeah? Yeah, he 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 just sort of lost his head in a lot of games, didn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, Joe Westerman is one of my other ones. Yep. Um, I just think uh, a really sort of gone under the radar signing that... Uh, Going back to Cass, yeah, um, and again will solidify that that not just the back row but the the entire pack. I think, yeah, um, and he'll be a real leader for them on yeah. the pitch, and I think that's an excellent signing from Castleford. Um, and then my next one, um, Joey Lussick for St. Ellen's. Okay, interesting. And man. I just think it might not necessarily be the work that he does on the pitch, but the fact that he can come on and give James Roby a breather and keep James Roby at his best for the, for his for, for as long as they can for what is probably his last season yeah for what's yeah. going to be his last season um, I, I think um, will go really well at St Helens as well yeah because Saints have struggled a little bit with a backup hooker haven't they really yeah they've had Darren Smith come in haven't they he was never really cemented I think he's got, has he gone to Lee I think place. now has he yeah I think it's still on it's is a it loan. on loan right um, and the other one that they've had come in now and again is Josh Eves who has actually yeah. left I think to go to Newcastle yeah I think if it's on there I think it is actually um, yeah it is yeah, yeah Newcastle yeah and um, apart from that Morgan Knowles has filled in hasn't he but they won't be doing that with him this year because he's probably the best 13 in the league so he probably yeah. won't be doing that yeah you know but again with Morgan Knowles they've signed uh, James Bell, who you would imagine is more of a loose mm. than than a second rower. Um, yeah. So they've, they've probably got more sort of versatile players than anybody else, Yeah. Um, which could really play into their hands. So be interesting to see what they do, really. Okay. Um, and I think the last one that I'm going to go for is Brody Croft. Okay, at Salford. Yeah. Because I know I've put Salford down to finish 10th, but if they're going to finish higher, it's going to be down to him, I think. Yeah. Um, And no doubt he's got the talent to do so. Um, And I think if he can lead them round and and kick them around the park, then, um, yeah, he'll, he'll be... Sort of like the second coming of Jackson Hastings for Salford fans. This is like our ten to watch from last year, isn't it? Yeah, that sort of went down like a lead balloon, really. So are we, are we like sort of looking at this from next this year as well? Then yeah, we we change the name so that uh, we don't look as bad come the end of the year. <laughs> I've got six names down. Um, I've also gone for Joe Westerman because I think that's an astute signing, mm. um, and I've got a couple of the same teams. Um, I also went for Mitchell Pierce. Yeah. Because I think that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Just... I tried to sort of... I mean, I like to say I wrote them down, but yeah. I, did, I tried to sort of pick I, ones that might not have said I, in the... I think he's got big shoes to fill, that's all. Oh, massive shoes. Um, I went for a Leeds player, but I went for Blake Austin. All right. Because I think with his new halfback partner mm. in Caesar, 
might just give him a new lease of life. Yeah. When he was at his first season at Warrington, he was excellent. Mm-hmm. And I think a new club and a new halfback partner and perhaps a team that's perhaps going to go well, I think he might look really good. I think yeah. he might have a new lease of life. Yeah. Although he has been banned, hasn't he, for the first game against his former club, <laughs> Actually, he? yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. He has, yeah. So he won't be able, he won't be able to play against Warrington this week, will he? No. Ugh. Um, it's a dangerous contact, was that? I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're getting into sort of like a, a rule that they've changed and now they've got silly with it. Yeah. I mean, be like, I, to be honest, I haven't seen any of the incidents. Which so I wouldn't can't be like say. rugby league, would it? No, not at all. No, unusual. At all. Um, I've gone for another Salford player like you, but I went for Ryan Briley because mm. I think that, I think he might just really yeah light it up there. I think yeah, no, I yeah. Um, and then the last two I've gone for, uh, I've gone for Conrad Hurrell. Okay, because I think as I pointed out before when we were talking about ins and outs, that I think Christian Wolf might get a a really good tune out of him. Mm-hmm. And again, perhaps in need of a new challenge. And he said himself, he had a few injuries this week. And he said this week, uh, he, and he let himself go a bit. Mm. So perhaps he was looking at a he new challenge. He does look fitter. Yeah. He does look fitter. And if he is fitter, and he and he is in the mood, mm. uh, sometimes he can be unstoppable. Yeah, definitely. Um, and again, with that champion team around him and the good players around him, mm. good suit. And the last one I've gone for is uh, your mate, Joe Bullock. Right, uh, Warrington. I just, I like him. I just think he he's honest. He tackles well. He runs hard yards. And when he was saying about Warrington being light in the pack, I think he's he's one of those that could play big minutes and just mm. be, just be really steady for them. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think he might go really well for Warrington. I think. Yeah. So I th- I don't think he got the best of opportunities at Wigan. No, maybe not. So I think that might this might help. Yeah. So there you go. Game changers. Excellent. Right. We're on the last leg, aren't we? Which is not the Adam Hills thing. It's, <laughs> it's the Prediction League. It is. And we're going to speak to Bry from six again, aren't we? We are. So on the line, we should have Bry from six again. Bry, you there with us? I'm here. How are you, boys? Yes, very good. Well. Thank you very much. Good to be back. Very good to be back. Good to good to hear your voices. Thank you, man. It's like you've never been away. Looking at Twitter, like you know, it's like you've you've never been away over the over the, what off season. Yeah, well, I've had to keep myself busy, haven't I? So, <laughs> well, we're glad to say at the start, like we said at the start of the pod, you're going to uh, kindly run a prediction league for us this season on this part of the pod, aren't you? For my sins, yeah. So I think how many team, how many, how many teams have we got represented, Bry? We have seven teams. Um, you, one for yourself, yep, and one for Callum, one for myself, yep, and then we have a stats team which consists of Bobby, yep, and Cast Stats, yep. I think they're going to do it alternatively, maybe. I think that's right. That's the idea. Um, and as you have some. Fans representing clubs, we've yeah. split them into a Lancashire and Yorkshire. Yeah. So there's a Lancashire team yeah. and there's a Yorkshire team. Um, Lancashire this week are going to be um, represented by Louise, who's a Salford fan. Yeah. And Yorkshire are going to be represented by Nicola. And then we've who's, also got a team, who's, who's uh, Nicola, who's, who's a Hull FC. Despondent Hull FC fan. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, listen, we're listening to this while she goes for the run. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we've also got a team which is going to involve... Um, 
ex-players, current players, um, women's players, wheelchair players, who's today is going to be represented by Carrie Roberts of St. Helens, England. Um, and we've got a few others lined up to, uh, to for the next coming weeks. People like Declan Roberts, who's England wheelchair and now Wigan. Yeah, and we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, Deck on the pod as well for, uh, to talk about uh, the growth of wheelchair rugby as well. Yeah, he's a, he's a really nice bloke, and he, he's really integral to the game as well. He's been one of the best players last season. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, and what the pressure's on Carrie this week, isn't it, for the uh, for the pros team, for the insiders? Yeah, she's uh, taking it a bit. Serious, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's very competitive, is Carrie. Um, but yeah, she, right. the, the, the the pressure's on the insiders. Okay, other than myself. <laughs> do you want to just explain the scoring system? Uh, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to predict. Let's just use the first game, St. Helens Catalan, and you got each each team are going to predict how many points a team's going to win by. Yeah. So if they get the correct team, they're going to get two points. Yep. If they get the score within 10 points, they're going to get three points. Mm-hmm. If they get the correct score within two points, they're going to get four points. If they get it spot on, they're going to get seven points. And if it goes to golden point, you're going to get three points. Right. Just to be a bit fair. Yeah. Obviously, that's, that's, some, that's, some only have, you, that's only if your team wins, though, isn't it? Yeah, only yeah. if your team wins. So, so let's just say, like, Cass... Yeah, cash of the cash of the weekend goes to golden point, but you've said they win by two. Brilliant. You just don't know how they're going to no, win by golden right. points. So, if any of our listeners want to play along at home, please let us know what your scores are, and uh, we'll see if. Uh, well, some of us won't be hard to beat. Looking at our <laughs> previous predictions, or me, full stop, <laughs> and my reputation for predictions. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> all right then. So, without further ado, shall we go through the games? Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so the first game, uh, Saints versus Catalans. I've gone for Saints 14. 14. Uh, I actually also went for Saints 14. Have you copied my own work? <laughs> Why would I copy you? <laughs> of all people, <laughs> Bar Bry, yeah. I would I copy you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Two two lots of four. T- I'm covering my answers up now in case you cop it again. Right. Uh, Bright, do you want to read the rest of the, the rest of the scores? Yeah. Um, we have. Ah, just give me a sec. It's just gone off my phone. <laughs> oh. Sorry about that. We have live myself. Pod. Myself. I've got uh, Saints by six. Yep. Um, Louise, who's representing Lancashire, has got Saints by ten. Nicola, representing York, has got Saints by 8. Carrie Roberts has gone Saints by 14. Ooh. And it's the Bobby one that I've just lost, which I have right now in front of me. I apologise, no, gentlemen. I, I think I've got it's them if you need to Bo- come Bobby back by on. Saints by 4. Saints by 4, yes. Okay. Right. Uh, Castleford and Salford. I have gone cast by 18. I went cast by 16. Okay. I've gone cast by 10. All right. Uh, Carrie Roberts has gone cast by 20. Ooh. Nicola for Yorkshire has gone cast by 14. Bobby has gone for the stats team has gone cast by 12. 
And unsurprisingly, Louise, who is a Salford fan, has said Salford by two. The thing that was, you know, like when you go your team by two, right? That means you don't really think they're going to win. <laughs> but, but, but you have to say yeah. we're going to win. Yeah. So it's like, well, I'm going to say we're going to win, but we're only going to win by two, yeah. which in in real terms means we're going to lose by ten. <laughs> But for your sake, Louise, I hope you're right. <laughs> All right, next game, Hull KR and Wigan. I have gone Hull KR by six. Ooh. I went Wigan by eight. I also went Wigan by eight. Ooh. Um, Caddy Roberts has gone KR by eight. Okay. Nicola even though she's an FC fan, has gone KR by six. Okay. Louise has gone KR by 18. Ooh, big time. And Wigan by eight for Bobby and the stats team. Okay, mix one there. Um, interesting game, I think. This one on, uh, this is Channel 4 game, isn't it? Leeds and Warrington. Yes. Um, I've gone Leeds by four. Um, I went Leeds by ten. I have gone Leeds by four. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bobby has gone Leeds by six. Yeah. Louise has gone Leeds by six. Nicola has gone Leeds by four. And Carrie Roberts has gone Leeds by eight. Mm. So everyone's expecting a close game there, aren't they? But also what everyone's expecting Leeds to Leeds just to win. nick it. Yeah. That'll be a great game, I think. I think we're a good game, that yeah. one, yeah. It's a good one, it's a good one, really good one to open up the um Channel Four. Uh, the, the yeah, the free view yeah. games, isn't it? Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um Toulouse versus Huddersfield. I have gone Huddersfield by sixteen. Uh I went Huddersfield by eighteen. I have gone Huddersfield by ten. Okay. Um Carrie has gone Huddersfield by 32. 32? Wow. Um, yeah. Nicola has gone Huddersfield by 10. Okay. Louise has gone Huddersfield by 4. And Bobby for the stats team has gone Huddersfield by 14. Okay. Quick quick prediction. How many games in the season nowadays? Is it 27? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. How many games are Toulouse going to win? Ooh. Uh, I'd go six. I'm going to say five. I'll go four then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I. Yeah, I think that's about right, the right spread. I think. Isn't I it? hope they do well. I just yeah, just struggling uh, with it. I see it. Yeah, and the last game of the week: Wakefield versus Hull FC, and I've gone Wakefield by eight. Really. Yeah. Okay. I've gone uh, Hull by 16. I've gone Hull by 8. Carrie has gone Hull by 14. Okay. Bobby's gone Hull by 12. Yeah. Louise has gone... Sorry, it's just moved across. Louise has gone wakey by four. Okay. And 
Nicola, a left sea fan, has yep. gone Wakefield by 12. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, my thinking with this is, uh-huh. is she still got the memory of that diabolical FC game at Wakey last season, at oh, the end of last yeah. season? In the mind. I don't know. Callum, what do you say? What do you say to her? I'll be honest, I was expecting hole by two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say to that? Uh, I'm lost for words. And she's like, yeah. Wow. This wow. is, yeah. I can see us having to get to uh, a whole special sooner rather than later. <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> I think you might be right. Brilliant. A Luke, a, Luke, a Luke Gale special. I think yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> so, I think this is going to be quite competitive this year, boys. I think you're right, right. Brian. But that's well, brilliant. Well, listen, well, thank let's you. put it this way. The Caddy Roberts, not just sent by, by, by the, uh, as we've got it all, by a certain score. Caddy Roberts actually sent me the scores. <laughs> exact scores. That's so amazing. I'm yeah. get, I'm get, I'm, I, I think, obviously, if Caddy Roberts gets them absolutely spot on. Yeah. The scores, because I can tell you, she put Saints 26-12. Right. KR 26-18. I've got the whole scores, and I think she should get a couple of bonus points if she gets a couple of spots on. If she gets right, if she gets right, we're getting her on to do the lottery numbers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. So, listen, uh, Bright, thank you very much. Not Um, a problem, boys. And uh, we will touch base with you soon, and we'll get the. uh, We'll look forward to the uh, highly anticipated predictions league. Mm, I'm excited for it. I know, mainly because I'm going to win it. But I'm excited for it. Do you do you want to put a photo up of the trophy that's going to be getting um, handed out? Yes, please. (laughs) Fantastic! I'll do that as well. Thanks, Bry. Not a problem. Good to have you back, boys. Um, And you as well. And we'll speak to you soon. Speak to you very soon. Bye, mate. Thanks. Well, some uh, interesting predictions there. I do <laughs> like uh, Carrie's Huddersfield uh, by 32. Yeah, whatever that's good. it was. I, I like that one. I like Nicholas Wakefield by something. <laughs> Eight, I think it was. That's a classic, that. I like that. Um, that's good. And I also like Louise's Salford by two. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it. That's well, how you do it, yeah. yeah. That's but, a note to Nicola that for future, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. If you don't think they're going to win, Hull FC by two. And at a push, one. Yeah, one. <laughs> if you're really not sure. Yeah. <laughs> we might get a drop goal. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to this. I think it'll be excellent. And, yeah. Um, I can't wait to uh, have the trophy come end of the season. So. What to present? To myself. <laughs> I think it'd be better if we got someone else to give it to me, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> oh. um, no, yeah, really good, and I, I think I think it'll be good and yeah, um, a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Right. I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it? I think it certainly does. No um, more, no more NRL news. Uh, just let me check. Uh, no, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, they come into the World Cup though. Yeah, for allegedly. Now. allegedly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's great to be back, um, and thank you for staying with us. Um, like I say, if you want to get involved, get in touch with us. We're on uh, Twitter and Facebook at Loose Forward Pod. Um, any questions, anything you want us to discuss, let us know, and um, we'll, we'll do our best. Uh, but like I say, thank you for listening, and it's good to be back, and we will see you next week. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Thank you.